There we go. All right, Cash, well, welcome to Maximum Human Potential. Thanks for, the, thanks for having me on, mate. No worries. So I've got Cash on today to talk about how to make it in the PT industry, because I think he's got a lot to offer in that regard. Cool. Great. Cool. So we'll kick things off. So personal training, it's quite a tough industry to succeed in. And there's a bunch of stats to get thrown around that something, something like 80%, 90% of people actually fail within two years. Well, they say, leave the industry. But in my experience, the majority of those fail because they just can't get enough clients to succeed and make a viable income. So why do you think that is? I think one of the reasons why a lot of people fail um, within their first two years or even six months in the industry is usually because they come into the industry thinking that you know it's all easy. It's like you get to train people all day in the gym, you get to train yourself all day, and you get to go spend time at the beach, and you know that, that works if you're really good at business, which is where I think most people drop the ball, is mm. understanding how to run your own business, yep. um, how, to, how to grow your own business too. It's like one of, the, one of those things in there is you're not taught in your course how to really run your business. You're taught maybe how to get your ABN. Once you get that, you've got your qualifications, get a job, uh, you know, you get work as a subcontractor in the gym, and you're really just on your own from there. Yeah. So um, that that's probably one of the biggest downfalls. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's go with a bit of a reality check. So because I think that's what a lot of PTs are just saying need is um, they're not aware of what they actually need to do to have a viable business. So how many sessions a week do they need to run to actually create not just a business, but a career? So what kind of numbers do you look at in terms of how many sessions a week people need to thrive rather than just survive? Mate, it would totally depend on um, goal. Uh, what I would recommend is have your baseline of income of how much you need. Yep. Um, so this, again, this will depend on what type of business you set up, whether you're a sole trader, you're a partnership, or you're a company. Um, if you're if you're a sole trader, then that's you know it's pretty straightforward with tax and the tax brackets you got to meet. So we'll talk about that first. Um, let's say you got your baseline. Let's say you have your own house. You got to pay rent or mortgage. Uh, you might have kids or something. Um, or you might be, you know, you might be paying off a loan on a car, things like that. So look at all those things and food as well, obviously. Look at all those things as your priorities. That's the minimum amount you need to earn in ways to be able to pay your way. And then anything above that is profit. So you can set your margins high. You can like go double, for example, that might be your goal to double what you make in ways of your standard living costs. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, th- I guess the thing I see with that is a lot of trainers think, this is what I enjoy to do, being in the gym, you know, um, achieving my own goals. I think it's just going to be all fun and happy times in the gym. Yeah. And I actually realize how hard it is to make it. Like, um, how much of an effort was it to you, for you to actually um, reach that point where you're comfortable with your income? Mate, that took it took six months. Six um, months, yep. I changed two gyms. I changed from the first gym to another gym. Yep. Each time, that first gym I went to took about six months to build my clientele. Yep. When I moved to another gym, that took about six months again to build my clientele. So, yeah. But but also, but also, I'm, I'm more talking about how many hours a week were you putting in oh, to okay. actually yeah, achieve that's, that. That's a good point. So, and, yeah. and just, just the level of effort, because I don't think people actually comprehend what it takes. Yes, okay. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a very good point. Um, yeah, you're looking at about 80... 80 hours a week of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so double what you're um, probably doing in your 40 <laughs> yeah. hour tough week at work. Yeah. So 80 hours, mostly unpaid. Mm. That's it. Like you gotta, you know, um, 
I used to work a 50 hour week job and I used to go, fuck, that's, you know, that's pretty tough. And then I started PT and I was getting paid. And sometimes it's about, oh, if I work five minutes overtime, but like, why didn't I get paid for that? Yeah. If you're into that, if you've got that sort of mindset where you've had a job um, and you get paid a wage every week mm. and you got security, yeah. when you're on a PT, you take all that away. <laughs> yes. You take away working, yep. getting paid. You take away, you know, nights where you get a nice sleep. You, know, you take away sleep-ins in the morning mm. you take away pretty, like your your own goals and where your body is at where your mind is at fuck just fuck that off like <laughs> the next like year yeah, yeah, just yeah. like 100% focus on what you're trying to do there's, there's no bigger there's no bigger thing that's going to get you there than just focusing on it for every moment you can possibly stay awake um, that's that's where the effort comes from so just putting in that work yeah so um, obviously there's a point where you can uh, put the brakes in a bit and work less hours but that's required to get things going um, at what um, what was your day looking like while you were building your business? Um, so yeah, usually usually up between you know four or five, getting ready, getting for the first clients. Um, you know if if you got clients at first, um, and then it was making sure you're actually in the gym. Mm. Um, you're putting time into professional development or personal development, whatever yep. you've got, like learning something at least mm. every day. So I might spend. Um, two, three hours of the morning doing that, then obviously try to eat when you can, try to train if you can just for an hour or 45, mm. and then get back in trying to pick up leads. So whether that's via social media, um, emails, you know, whatever it is, or just talking to people on the gym floor. Yeah. Um, and that can go on for hours. And you might have yeah. afternoon clients, you do a couple of afternoon clients, and then you're up at night doing programs, you're doing yeah. um, nutrition, like you're trying to learn more. Yeah. Um, and then you might have admin to do after all mm-hmm. that. So, you know, you could get to 10 o'clock at night and you're like, fuck, all right, I gotta check my books and make yeah. sure I've been paid or, um, you know, have I put money away for tax and things like that. So mm-hmm. that could be your, that could be every day for like, you know, a year straight. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I don't, th- I think a lot of people, they just do the cert four and the cert four just really doesn't give them, tell them that reality. Yeah, you know, it's selling them essentially a lie that it, this is all going to be, uh, you know, um, fun and that clients are going to come to you. Yeah, you know, just because you know your stuff as a trainer. Yeah, it's, it's just not the case. Exactly that, and a lot of people come out of these courses sitting on. Uh, I know I did myself. Like you sit on quite a high horse, almost like yeah. like a bit of ego. It's like you should train with me, and people are like fuck off. Like, yeah. Yeah, we don't even know you. Look at you. Like you yeah. just, just come out of cert four, and yeah. yeah. If you're trying to pick up clients that have a college degree, mm. maybe like a doctor or a, you know high paying yeah. clients, a lawyer, yeah. um, corporate uh, corporate worker or yeah. CEO of a company, they couldn't give a fuck about your cert four. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, they're looking yeah. at you and what you can do for them, and that's that's what it really comes down to. It if mm. you're trying to um, sell yourself, so you got to you got to you got to look at what you've learned and what more you can learn when you come out. And then. Um you know, the part of that work in the eight hours, would you say um, you've really got to put your own training on hold or just in more of a maintenance phase and not expect um, rapid progress because you are going to be run ragged to that first year? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like your, your, your whole life will be on hold. Mm. Like um, uh, there's a really good book by, I think his name is Gary Kelly about the one thing. Yeah, and yeah. That, that goes into about mm. how... Um, it, whatever it is you want you there there's no such thing as a work life balance yeah. um it is that is it that one thing you want if you want to build your pt business that's all you do that's what you think yeah. about you breathe it you live it that's yeah. that's it yeah well um i think um you know <laughs> that was part of the reason um i struggled cuz i prioritized my training so much yeah and then uh you know would nap, nap during the day so i could be session <laughs> you know this kind of thing but um, into <laughs> my PT business was uh, was battling. <laughs> yeah, but again, goals yeah. like you're, yeah, your I goal. did different priorities. Yeah, um, yeah, and now I've got the online, which um, works a bit better for me. But um, 
Yeah, uh, for me, I wasn't willing to put that work in to make the PT business work. Yeah. Um, and I think people need to make that choice. You know, do they um, commit fully? And it can be a, such an awesome, awesome business if you're willing to put that work in. But you just have to shift around your priorities. And um, yeah, you really got to focus a lot less on yourself and 100% yep. on your clients. Um, and that, that goes back to what I was just saying about the work-life balance is mm. that if you think there's a balance, you have, let's say you're, time, let's say you're awake for, you sleep six hours, so you've still got you know, X amount of hours left in the day. Put that as 100%. If your if your goal is like Max's goal is um, to be you know, at the time it was WA strongest man yeah. um, back when he first started and then eventually going to world strongest man um, that there would take a good like you know forty five percent of your day and yeah. energy wise like mental mm. the amount of mental yeah, energy yeah. you need for that so what you got left for you know everything else in life will just slowly go into those spots mm. but if you're if, like food PD business for example there is there's a room for that um, you, you really just got to have tunnel vision so. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but then there has come a point where you've got much more of a balance now. Yes. Correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got like, definitely like, more. What does your, your kind of um, work schedule and weekly schedule kind of look like at the moment? Cool, man. Like, um, I'm a big one on uh, efficiency and streamlining yeah. things. So, mm-hmm. having having everything streamlined. Yeah. Um, and... and Offloading or um, employing other people, you know, once yeah. you make enough money, you can employ other people to take care of your stuff. So yeah. whether that's someone take care of your marketing, mm. take care of your website, um, take care of social media, mm. take care of uh, accounting. That's probably those are probably the biggest. Like, if there's one thing I say, get yourself a good accountant yeah. and get yourself a good um, website uh, designer or IT person that can work with you. Um, yeah, that are two things that streamline a lot of what I do. Yes, so so like, how many sort of hours are you working a day now? Uh, yeah, the the original question about yeah. my week. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, so yeah, uh, now I probably still work between six six and wob. Now the gyms are shut and working from home, so usually start my first clients around six in the morning. Previously, it was around four thirty when I was in a twenty four hour gym. Mm. Um, but then all the way up till ten or eleven at night. So still, I still put in that work. Um, I've got a daughter, by the way, so I. I the weeks I have her is, you know, it's very, everything's crammed in very tightly, but the weeks I don't have her, I try to space it out as much as I can throughout the day. So first part of the day is clients, um, middle part of the day is always around the time I train. Afternoons, usually I pick one thing a day. So um, one thing might be just marketing. Yep. Um, one thing might be just finances. Yep. Um, another thing would be just my diary for the next month. Make sure bookings are all the way up a month ahead. Um, I make sure my own personal schedules a month ahead. The next day it might be just email. So I have it mapped out Monday Monday to Sunday, seven yep. days a week of one thing I focus on every day. Yeah, okay, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. But um, you've definitely got a, a pretty good lifestyle now. Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Like, like, still working very, very hard. Yeah. But you can still, um, now you can focusing on your own goals, like you're working towards, you know, competing in bodybuilding. Yep. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That wouldn't have been even a possibility. Um, no, not at first. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and it really is about uh, finding an efficient way mm. to run your business and to yeah. live too. Like, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's what people need to hear is, um, yeah, it, it will suck in the beginning, and you've just got to accept that and not fight it. But there's some big rewards that are going to come. Hundred percent. Once and you're established. There's a really good saying about that. Is that. Uh, if you're passionate and you really love what you do, you can get through the hardship. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. like you know training. Like if you mm-hmm. you know we both love training. Yeah. And the hardest possible sessions are only made possible 
because we love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. If we, yeah. if we absolutely hated it, they just, they, they wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> We'd stop halfway through and go, fuck this shit and walk out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, we kind of established you need quite an extensive client base to just uh, get by because you've got to pay your rent. Yep. All these expenses. You can't just, um, you know, train a few people here and there. You really need to be booked out as a PT. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people, especially when you're starting, when you're not established, your friends will be like, "Oh yeah, I want to train with you," and they're like, "What's the rate?" And you'll say, "You know, sixty-five a session or eighty a session," and they're like, "Oh my god, that's so much money," but they don't re- realize the amount of effort that goes into that session. You know, planning it, outside it, how much training you've done to be able to take that session, and just the fact that um, if you have any professional on a one-on-one basis, that's kind of the minimum rate is that kind of rate. Um, so then how do you build that client base um, to be able to you know, charge that session and feel good about doing so? Yeah, mate. Um, look, one of the main things about building that client base is just having confidence yeah. in yourself and um, having the right knowledge to be able to get people the result. Because at the end of the day, you might know what's best for someone, but when a client sits down and says they want something, you have to you have to work your fucking ass off to make sure they get that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You can't go, you know, example would be someone's like, oh, I want to lose a bit of fat around my tummy. Good, great. We're going to get you on a powerlifting program to and like 10,000 calories a day. What? Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you got to, you got to, yeah. like, as an example, you just got to match your client's goals to what they want. Um, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a big thing of keeping clients. Back to the original thing where you're saying about bringing those clients in that that's all about I suppose like you know it comes down to the parents how you hold yourself like you are your own business card mm. um, that's probably the most powerful thing about social media is that that is your frontline business card yeah. so people look at that and mm. understand your stats on there too because if you look at your stats like my following is like 70, 75% male and 25% female all around the age uh, between 22 and 32 is my highest following yeah. age so I everything I post, I think about that. I'm like, you know, is this gonna hit that type of market and make sure I get enough responses from that, whether yep. it brings in leads or not. So, and yeah, that that's probably a big thing. Yeah. Okay. So so you'd say social media is the like what's actually got you the most clients? Is it approaching people in the gym? Is it social media? It'd be about it's about forty percent online at okay. the moment. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh. Sorry. Previous to coronavirus, it's yep. about forty percent online, about sixty percent coming from the gym. Yeah. Um. More so from referrals as well from people yep. that are training in the gym. Now it's pretty much been um ninety percent online and like oh wow yeah yep. so like everything in the last month I've had, I've actually had my busiest month of business this month which is May, um and yeah that's all coming from online. So the the biggest busiest month of the year during coronavirus. Yes. Yeah. I've had my right? most okay. profitable month of wow. business. Um in the height of uh, coronavirus. So yep. yeah, I, I don't know if there's many other, there's probably a few other PTs that could say that. But I think there's a lot who- Very, very few. I'd very say. few that would yeah. say that's the most profitable month of the year. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I think, I think the corona has been a good um, reality check for a lot of PTs that they just weren't adaptable enough um, to chain, to shift their business during this time. And a lot of them didn't have money saved up to buy gym equipment because they weren't financially stable. So I think a lot of PTs um, need to um, have a long, hard look at their business once gyms reopen and how they're going to change things to be prepared for next time. Mm. Do you mind if I touch a bit on that no, no, um, first bit you said yeah, there? Yeah. I love what Max was just saying is adaptability. Like if, regardless of what type of business you are, look at the biggest businesses that have failed over time. Let's say like um, Blockbuster, Video Easy. 
Yeah, like, most of most the new generation wouldn't even know what the hell they are. Yeah. Now because they were gone as soon as um streaming, live streaming came out. Like Blockbuster, I think Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix or oh, something right. like that and okay. they told them to piss off. Yeah. Um yeah. now like Netflix yep. obviously is you know, that was sold I forgot what year for like um just under a billion dollars. Yeah. Where uh, Video Easy is now non uh, Blockbuster is now non existent. So being adaptable to the time and looking um looking what's ahead or anticipating what's ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what are you what are you seeing? Are some of the mistakes that PTs that haven't thrived during Corona. Um, yeah, failing to uh, adapt to the situation. So, like a lot of the a lot of systems I have um, to make things very streamlined would be like um, booking systems, payment systems, and just have, having a really solid online structure yep. or infrastructure. Uh, sorry, um, you know, infrastructure online. Yeah, is there? I'm not sure if there's a certain word for that. Is uh, there? Yeah, we'll, we'll use that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, having yep. a good online structure. So all I had to do was just change um, change my my business address and redirect clients to where I'm running my business out of home, um, and yeah, that just made the change so easy to transition across, uh, tr- uh, translate across instead of trying to find new ways of doing everything without having the gym. So it was like the easier you can make it for people, the easier people want to come to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, have you got any any resources for some of those payment systems that you use? Yeah, mate. So, um, uh, Square, Stripe. I think Stripe's yep. one of the biggest ones yep. uh, you can use. You obviously know, use things like PayPal. Um, anything that's well known and people yeah. know, um, mm-hmm. they'll use. Um, uh, comfortable yeah. use. I mean, because yeah, you see a lot of um, a lot of PTs. They're taking some cash. They're getting people to transfer their bank account. Oh, I hate just... I hate taking cash. Like yeah. I fucking hate it. Like yeah. pay your tax. If you if you're not paying tax, it means you're not yeah. making any fucking money. Like that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a good quote. Yeah, if you if you yeah. go you know if you go into if you go into a world of business and you know you, you go oh I got lots of cash, but my bank statement says I got fucking you know like two dollars. You you're broke. Like you're you're technically broke. Yeah, like yeah. You know, have some have some money in the bank and pay your taxes because that's what that's what if you wanna if you wanna go further, um, that's what the banks look at. If yeah. you, know, you know, if you wanna buy a house or mm. buy a gym, whatever it is, you gotta you gotta make sure you got that cash flow. Absolutely, um, yeah. yeah, and a record of it. Yeah, yeah. well, um, yeah. I mean, just look at this positive. You're paying a lot of tax. You're making a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, um, percent. It's just the price, the price of doing business. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And what do you think about PTs that get clients to just transfer their bank account and they've got to constantly check who's paid and oh, that? Whatnot. You know, that, that's just gonna take up time. You, know, I used to do that. Um, for probably yeah. the first like one, one and a half years. Yeah. Um, just because I, I wasn't familiar enough with payment systems and the yep. payment system I had wasn't that good. Um, so get one that's really easy to use yep. because if you're using, if you're checking, let's say you spend four hours a week checking to see if you're being paid online from <laughs> a easy, bank transfer. It's easier to do because you don't know when it's going to come in. Exactly. So you're checking, like, you know, you yeah. could spend four or five hours a week. Think about how much other time you could put that into building something else in your business to make it run smoother. So, oh, yeah. I think that's a big one because... Um, yeah, just following up payments, um, especially that's massive. And, and then, um, especially when you're starting out, the um, when, when you're not as a you know um, uh, high standards attract other high standards, you know, yep. or, or excellence attract excellence would be a better way of saying it. And I found when you're starting as a PT, you get lots of clients that won't pay you on time, or they'll put it off. That won't answer your messages, you know. I mean, I'm sure that was your experience as well. Yeah, exactly. And like, it was mainly people who were just busy. 
Yeah. Like people are busy. If you're, you know, you got, you train someone that's got, uh, you know, a family or kids and a business and they got, they might have, you know, a hundred employees. Yeah. They literally have someone to take care of every aspect of their life because that's how they got to that point. Right. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, you bank transfer me that $60 for that session. Oh, this is literally the last thing on their mind. Exactly. Um, yeah. But if you have a system set up where that's already taken care of by direct debit or a very simple card tap system, you know, it just, it just streamlines things a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and then your payments, are you doing them um, per session or are you doing packages ahead of time? Mate, I do, I mainly do um, as I go per week, yep, one, so, one week so in that, advance. Okay, yep. Yep, so they always pay one week in advance. with, um, like, by, like, just a tap? Uh, mainly yeah. via direct debit, so, direct debit? yeah, yeah, yeah okay. so, direct yep. debit system. You can set that up via Stripe if you use Stripe, I'm not sure if PayPal does it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Stripe does it, so you can set up weekly debits. Yeah, um, I don't know, I think, yeah, PayPal, um... Found it's easier to do like big blocks. Yeah, okay. Send yep. an invoice and then, um, cool. yeah. But um, it's probably more for the, more better for the online space. Yeah. Because yeah. PayPal does take quite a big commission. Yeah. So I find it's a, it's a bit more profitable if you're doing like three months ahead. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, very cool. But yeah, so it sounds like Stripe's the way to go. With yeah, the, Stripe's yeah. a really easy system to use. Yeah. Um, and on the on the payments too is if you're more so for a one on one is if you if you got clients that have paid up bulk. Um, for sessions more mm. so like online is not too bad because I suppose you can pause at any time with like yeah. sessions uh, with the one-on-one sessions you might there might be disputes over um, whether the amount of time they had if they showed up late to a session like having having a really good term actually there's another thing get yourself a good lawyer yeah. um, so you can have really good terms and conditions and things clear cut written mm. um, put that in part of your I have it on my booking system so when people sign in they got to agree to the terms yep, um, that way they understand like they will how many people actually read terms but um, if they did read it they would understand that you know these are the terms I run by so making making sure you got a good lawyer and streamline things yeah so I mean, that, that's a massive one when someone's starting and they're not doing very many sessions yeah if um, a quarter of their clients cancel that's yeah. hundreds of dollars just down the drain 100% yeah. you know if you haven't got that policy in place mm. and a lot of um, people when they're starting out, they're not prepared to have that sort of cutthroat business mentality yeah. that you actually need. But and it's not really it's not actually cutthroat because it means that person's accountable to turning up that session and getting results. Hundred percent. Yes. So um but they need to flick that mentality that um as that it's okay to be paid for what you're worth. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like yeah, having on that, like part of the terms is a twenty four hour cancellation policy I have. So um that's a, that's any type of booking across all of them. So mm. you just yeah, you're just taking away, um, if you're a PT and you're booking out that time for someone and they don't show up mm. or they make some piss poor excuse on why they can't, yeah. you know, they may, have, they may have had a car crash or something like, something stupid like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, but you know what I mean? Like that, they've, they've had something come up and it's just, they could have made it, but they didn't. So yeah. look at, that's time out of you. That's money out of your pocket because that's the time you could have given to someone else. Exactly. Now, um, what circumstances will you give a refund or is there almost none? Um, like Usually, like you basically, know, if, just life or death like, situations. Yeah, life or death situations. Like you know, if <laughs> yeah. they were in a car crash, or if yeah. they, you know, if their kids are sick, or someone's in yeah, hospital, yeah. any sort of emergency type situation. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, but I mean, yeah, anything else? That's. Uh, yeah. If it's, it's like, it's oh, you know, I want my dog today. Yeah. I'm feeling a bit tired. I don't know if I want to come in for sessions. Like, shut the fuck up and get in here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'm hung. I'm hungover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm hungover. So like, I couldn't give a fuck. Get in here. Yeah. Or you're getting charged. Like that's it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I 
mean, that's a big one. Just get them to turn up and move, even if you have to back off the weight or yep. do some stretching or something. Yeah, or just know? make them walk laps. I don't know. Yeah. Get them doing something, anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, continuing on from that, um, how should someone set their price for um, a PT session? Look at how much you paid for what you learned. Um, okay. So, in total, I spent between fifty to sixty thousand dollars on education over four years yeah. um, of being a PT. Mm. Um, so I calculate that into my price. So per yeah. minute I charge, I think it works out to be like $2.30 a minute or something like that. Um, yeah. Can't remember exactly, maybe it's two forty per minute. So I calculate that per minute I'm giving someone is um, divided into how much I have spent. I'm, that's how I sell my price. So yeah. people go, oh, why do you charge X amount? I'm like, because this is how much you're actually getting worth per minute or per 45 minutes yeah yeah yeah. it's yeah. like the, the story about um, there's uh, a ship's um, big ship's engine that's um, clunking and not working and this uh, old geezer rocks up to, to fix it and goes in and does one little tap on the on the engine and it's all fixed and they're like oh how can we be charging us um, $10,000 for that one little um tap and he said well it took me 20 years to know where to tap exactly yeah, yeah 100% <laughs> obviously yeah, yeah it's just, just, a, um, just a fable but yeah I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good example it's um, sometimes they'll see a good uh, PT will have a very simple program and the client will be like I want something fancy you know to get me this result and well actually this is exactly what you need mm. and it took me years of training to be able to sift through all the um, bullshit. all the bullshit, yeah, yeah. and yeah. actually find what works, and that's what I'm giving you. Um, oh, very true. Yeah, yeah. very true. Yeah. All right, so um, so yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, so I think your your rate's about a hundred dollars a session at the moment. Yeah, hundred dollars right? per forty five yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forty five minutes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so I think you put that up. It was like hundred an hour, maybe six months ago or a year ago. Yeah, so about two years ago, I was charged doing our sessions, yeah. um, but I found cutting back to forty five minutes, mm. I could just fit more sessions in the day. Yeah, and do you yeah. find there's um, is there ever an objection to that price? Cause yes, a lot. Yeah, okay. yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, so much, <laughs> so yeah. much. Like fucking hell. Yeah. This is this is one yeah. thing you find as a PT is in any type of business, if someone has to ask you how much it is. They can't fucking afford it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. As soon as yes, someone yes. says, the first message I get from someone or second message, they're like, hey, I want to do PT with you. I'm like, great, cool. Here's my website. All the information's on there. If you need anything else, feel free to message me. Thank you so much for the message. Yeah. Oh, what's your price? My next reply. There's a good chance you can't afford it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's my message because yeah, 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 yeah. every time I've ever messaged someone just tell them what my price is, I usually go, oh, I can't afford it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you can't afford it. There's a reason why you're asking yeah. about the price. Like yeah. the, the, the yeah. clients, the leads I get that turn into clients are people that go, hey, I'd love to train with you. When can we start? Or um, you know, what's the process of sign up? Go, this is a sign up process. This is how you book in. This is what mm. you get. This is the price. They usually sign up, like nine yeah, times out of ten, yeah, sign up. Exactly. The people that have to ask the price, they they, they will. You could tell them it was twenty fucking dollars for a session. They'll still say it's too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, well, what I find, I um, you know, I get a message from someone, um, you know, what's the price? And I'll say, oh, thanks for your interest. Here's um, what's your email? I'll email you about it, and then 
I have a big spiel and have the price in there, and then um, a lot of them just won't reply to that email. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, that's it. But the ones that do, they're um, you know invoicing, and they often just pay it straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and you know what? The um, the people that aren't willing to pay that price aren't going to get results, which will build your business. Exactly. Yeah. They're yeah. just the half us. Like you either want it or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I found that um, you know, this would be a. a t- I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. Um, you'll get a lot of friends that want to train with you, especially when you're starting, because that's the only network you have. Yes. And the only people you feel comfortable approaching about yep. training, and they want some big discounts. Yes. You yeah. know? Should you give those discounts or be firm about your price? And that's totally up to you, like completely yep. up to you. Um, I think at first I'd give people like, you know, two or three dollars discount off session. So <laughs> they're like, oh, I want a discount. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll give you uh, 2.5% yeah. off. I'm like, what? I'm like, it's a discount. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's totally up to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, I see a lot of PTs, they're really, they're going down to like $50 a session, down from 65 70 Yeah. And then um, none of their friends get any, any results. No, exactly. Yeah. So, you got to so, know what you're worth. Like, exactly. 100%. Know what you're yeah, worth. I mean, at the end of the day, um, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> are going to take this the wrong way. If they're a good friend, they're going to pay you full price yeah it's like if you went into let's say you're friends with the guy who owns um, I don't know Range Rover here in yeah. Perth um, do you think you'd walk in there you'd walk in there and get a massive discount or would you be paying the price that car is worth you know yeah like, I mean you might throw in an extra or you might yeah it might give you like an extra you know tint on the window or something but yeah uh, yeah, just just an example. Exactly, or, or um, you're paying for a product that's top or, of mind. Or let's yeah. let's say your friend's a builder and he builds you a house. Is he going to have take give you fifteen percent off? Yeah, absolutely no. not. No, he's got bills. No, to pay. he might do an extra job. He'll be there to talk you through it a bit more closely. Yep. you know you have that better rapport. But um, that's what a friend's for, not um, not not to give you massive massive discounts. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, and I think, yeah, a lot of people need to um, wake up to that realisation that at the end of the day, you need to pay your bills and um, a good friend's going to respect that. Yeah, yeah. agreed. And uh, a lot of people don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that, so that, that's another thing is, um, you know, uh, how have you found uh, the influence of your, your environment on your success as a trainer? Uh, environment is in like relationships, living. Yeah, or just just the people that you um you know have closest to you. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I don't have many people at all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> very selective. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm very I'm very selective who I hang out with and who yeah. I spend time with. Like I am, I probably have like three friends. I three people I even like. Like that's it. <laughs> like I, I don't like I don't really yeah, yeah. like many people. Yeah. Um, that's it, and that's just me. Like I love training people. And yeah. I love I love people in general. Yeah, who I like to hang out with. I, there's very few <laughs> that's it yeah so well, just yeah being keeping the surface small because you know what's going on um, yeah. yeah well I mean uh, yeah well I mean I'll vouch that as one of your friends you're very yeah. um, selective of your time yeah 100% yeah, yeah. and uh, you know it can be hard to get a hold of and yeah you know yeah, I'm here. No, yeah. Can... <laughs> well, compared to other people, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, drop, yeah, yeah. drop everything yeah, yeah. Like, you're not, not hard to get a hold of but you'll uh you're uh, protective of your time. I yes, I understand. Yeah, always, always busy. Yeah. yeah, always busy. Always, always got something to do. But you make time for what's important. Like, 100%. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually think that's a good characteristic. A lot of people will just make them so available. They're constantly replying to messages. Uh, stressed out of their fucking mind. Messaging, like, you know, yeah. thirty plus friends a day trying to maintain all those relationships. And um, you know, in five, ten years' time, they're going to be in exactly the same spot, business-wise, as they were before. This is a really cool thing I learned about friends when I was younger. Mm. How many friends would help you move house? 
If you yeah. had to move house, yeah. you send a message out to those a, 30 friends yeah. you message every day, how many would drop yeah. all their shit to come help you move house? Yeah. Or how many people would you have in your family home for dinner? That's another way to look at it. Yeah. Like if you if you got a family and kids, how many of those friends would you invite to come sit down with you and your family to have dinner? Like yeah, there, yeah. there's not many of those friends I suppose that would or that you'd trust. So yeah, um, yeah. that's why I'm selective with my friends is because uh, Max, for example, yeah. uh, he's always been there for me if I'm going through a tough time, yep. um, relationships or life, whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, just um, picking the good people. Yeah, well, I have, yeah. I have helped you move house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. So um. All right. So, yeah, this is really good scuff uh, stuff. So, uh, scuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> really good scuff. Yeah. That's that's what we're going about. Yeah, we're all yeah. we're all about vocabulary and maximum human potential here. So, okay, so change two, you can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll change that as the as the byline. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, so we touched on before how the cert four has a lot of gaps yes. and really leaves you unprepared. And I was um, acutely aware of this because I did, did my cert four while I was actually doing a sports science degree. So that really highlighted a lot of the gaps. But a lot of people do the cert four and they actually think it gives them a good base, which is um, unfortunately completely untrue. Where are the gaps that you feel that it really um, has and where should um, PTs go to fill those gaps in knowledge? Um, that's a pretty good question. Uh, number one would be get yourself a business mentor, someone yep. who's who's done what you want to do or mm. is doing what you want to do. Yeah, that's number one. Number two is get yourself someone who really knows the exercise and programming. Yep. Um, and that that might be the same person. Um, but generally, like the more specialized you can get, the better. Like it doesn't even have to be PT business. It could yeah, be well, it could be any type of business. Well, often you find um the people with the best knowledge and training won't be the best business person. Yeah. 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 Um, so they may, they may well be different people, but um, you know that is what I found. Unfortunately, a lot of PTs with the best businesses have some of the worst training knowledge. Yeah, and I can't vouch for all courses because I've, I've only done my course through Fit College, I think it was. But yep. there's a few different platforms that do it, or companies that mm. do it. Um, number one is understanding um, understanding more so of where you actually sit in a relationship uh, with um, a gym if you're working in a gym. Yep. Um, understand your rights, things like that, uh, mm. business-wise. Yeah, so th- those are the big things I probably miss out. And in my course, I don't think we learn any exercises. Yeah. So learning, which again, that comes more from training mm. um, and understanding your body, being really yeah. in tune with your body when you when you do train is, um, yeah, that, that's a big one. Yeah, so um, expanding on that, in terms of coaching, what are you seeing wrong with um, the way most trainers are teaching an exercise? Um, it's, they probably do it according to how their body works. Yeah. And you know, I'm six foot three and 125 kilos. Yeah. If I, if I try to teach a 50 kilo female how to lift exactly the way it feels right for me, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is like, you know, 200 kilos on my back, mm. they're going to, they're going to break, right? You're going to kill it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. um, you gotta, you gotta understand where clients sit and that, um, Probably actually even better way to put it is biomechanics. Understanding yes. basic biomechanics and yep. limb length. I think that's mm. plays such a major role. Uh, a lot of PTs will are in a rush to learn about what insulin does in the body and what cortisol and what is leptin yeah. and what different hormones and serotonin. Mm. They're like, wow, this is amazing. But most of them don't know how to fucking squat or deadlift or <laughs> pick up a fucking dumbbell off the floor. Like, learn the basics first because that will get you better results. You'll have better results 
teaching someone how to move or lift a, lift a mm. weight safely, correctly, where they can progress on every week, then you would try to talk to them about fucking cortisol and insulin, which is shit you should not be talking about. It's just like, it's so far out of your scope, unless you've got a college degree. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. or the worst one is... Um, PTs that are gut health experts. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm leaving. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah. They listen to ATP podcasts and like, mm. that's it. I know about gut health. This is what you should do. You yeah. should take this product because it's going to make you shit better. It's like, oh, <laughs> shut up. Like, just shut yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it is interesting how they, a lot of trade, I'm not sure what it is about this industry, but they really love to get outside their scope of practice. Mm. Um, especially less successful t- um, PTs. Like I saw a lot of when the Bitcoin uh, bubble was happening, there was cool. a lot of trainers that were suddenly, um, you know, Bitcoin cryptocurrency experts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in your opinion, what is the actual scope of a trainer that they should stick to? To prescribe and teach exercise. That's it. That's it. Well, what about that's, what about nutrition? Um, that is. Uh, Again, this is off the government. This is off the Australian yeah, government yeah. website. Um, personal trainers prescribe and teach exercise. Um, yes. we're we're allowed to have a basic understanding of food, the food pyramid. Mm. That's it. Yeah, which is backwards true. anyway. But yeah, yeah. Um, you can argue that. But um, yeah, like that. That's it. You, you're what you're taught and you're cert for is what you're allowed to teach yes. and bring forward. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you're allowed to do. So, the problem why people go over that is because it's not policed. Yeah. Like, about 60% of, even 70% of online trainers mm. are online trainers because they can't work in a gym because they don't have a Cert 3 and 4. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why most true, online yeah. trainers are only online trainers <laughs> because they don't actually have any qualifications. I mean, the qualification is not much, but if you've got insurance, you need, you need that... Um, sorry. If you've got your qualification, you can get insurance. If mm. you're not qualified, you can't get insurance, <laughs> which is why you can't work in a gym, yes. which is why a lot of online trainers... like. Um, they, they don't or never have worked in a gym. Yeah. yeah, well, it seems that the primary qualification these days seems to have um, having a good body on Instagram. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That people will yeah, flock yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, and people aren't following up. Is, does this person actually get results and are they actually qualified? Yeah, yeah. Or do they just have photos of themselves? Yeah. And that's it. And yeah, nothing exactly. about their clients. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, that's the world we're living in, unfortunately. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but... Um, right, so... Yeah, touching on some of those gaps, what are some resources to really fine tune your knowledge of biomechanics? Um, read, read, yeah. read. Like uh, you, you'll probably know more than me on this, yeah. but um, reading uh, good strength conditioning um, books. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of university textbooks you can read yeah. or purchase. Like you can, you know, you can either buy them off eBay or Amazon. But get yourself some good textbooks. Textbooks that really understand. Um, limbs, um, tendons, muscles, mm. and how they operate with each other. Yeah, I think um, probably the best one to start is um, this French guy, Frederick um, Delevere. He writes these um, anatomy books, but they're doing every exercise possible. Wow. Yeah. Um, but he's just a really good artist, showing how every muscle, the bone, and tendon is um, incorporated in the exercise. Wicked. Yeah, well, there we go. Yeah. And there's some really good stuff on um, you know femur length in squatting that kind of thing it, you know um, your uh, humeral um, length in the in the bench press and the size of your chest and then from there if you want to expand it I look um, into maybe some of uh, Ben Bukowski's stuff how you really isolate certain muscle, muscle groups and you can take some of Bukowski's stuff too far but it does help tell you if you're not feeling exercise how do you actually put your body in a mechanically advantageous position to isolate that muscle very cool yeah you know like um you know, a lot of people don't know the um, a fully um, to maximally contract your lat, 
you'll actually be in a slightly protracted position. Yeah. You know, you'll be you'll be like like that and leaning over and squeezing, where a lot of people just like about keeping good posture. Retraction. And yeah. um, you know, you've got to separate between what's good what's good uh, what functional human movement and what's isolating a muscle to build it. Yeah, exactly. And, and the know? goal for the exercise too. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. You might you might be your goal for example with the usually with like lat work might be to get someone back into good posture because they sit all day like that exactly and 99% of the time that's the goal yeah there's very few clients where they've got the structural integrity and that um prioritizing the lat in some of their back sizes actually takes priority over yes actually balancing out their shoulders and improving posture yeah so you know but most PTs need to know that distinction Mm. because they're just arbitrarily told um you know this is how you do this exercise but there's always different ways of doing an exercise yeah, like, just you have to know your why 100% like so many new PTs like oh I want to train athletes or that's all I want to train yeah. is I like, train athletes it's like guess what athletes don't have fucking money yeah. <laughs> yes that's yes. it like they don't have yep. they don't, Australia in sport is very mm. few athletes that make good money they're going to pay you exactly most are just don't make any money they're not, you're not going to get paid so mm. if you want to train athletes be happy being broke <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that want to be sort of a strength. If you want to, I mean, my advice, if you want to be an actual strength coach, yep. is you need to create your own niche. Um, you know, there, there's probably less than five good strength and conditioning coach uh, jobs, rather, yes, yep. in WA. Yep. And to get that job, you'll need to volunteer there for years, intern for years, um, suck up to everyone yep. and go by the book and eventually after years and years someone might retire and you better get that job um, you know there, there's some opportunities overseas and stuff but yeah if you want to stay in Perth there's only about five jobs and you need to do a lot of work towards getting them but cool. there are ways you can um, especially with social media you can mark yourself for the entire world and get uh, become a strength conditioning coach that way yeah and that, that'll totally depend on like whether you're going to like I suppose job you mean like employed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that, yeah that'll be depend on like whether you want to be um, employed or if you want to you know be a business owner it's always always going to have the two different yeah. worlds now we'll, um, we'll tie into that how does online training fit into your business model so easily it is, yeah. it is the most basic service I offer so I don't charge a lot for it mm. um, it's such an easy way of I've actually got um, about two weeks away from launching my app I've got an app oh, wow. um, being designed currently so um, that's just to streamline it again just make it because the process I have are really easy but I was like how can I make it better I woke yeah. up Saturday night at like midnight and I was like how do I make this system? Because I, I spend a lot of time creating, because uh, I make the most money off my one-on-ones. Like, that's where I make most of my profit. Yeah. Um, so that's why I prioritize mm. on making really well, making it work really well. So the last thing I've put a lot of effort into is my, how I run my online business. Mm. So what I've done now is just invested more time and money into be able to build, uh, build an app to be able to make that even better. Like, it's just, yeah. it's constantly improving. Like, that's, yeah. So it ties in quite easily. Now, um, what's the kind of price range of your online business? Um, I, I charged things like twenty bucks or twenty two dollars a week. That's oh it. wow! That's yeah. yeah, so they get it's, okay. it's so basic. It's just so it, get... it is a bit of a downsell from your one on ones if people yes, want to pay. Yes, one hundred percent because it's just such a. It doesn't take like for me. It doesn't take any effort of work. They get a standard program. Mm. They get standard nutrition, and yep. they get a weekly email. That's it. It's yep. three things that takes me all of probably you know x amount of time to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's basic service. So yeah, yep. And then uh, are you still doing the uh, semi online? Where they're seeing you once a month, and it's a slightly higher rate. 
Um, no. So no, okay. any online client has the option to book in with me as many times as they want per week if they can afford it. But usually the people who do online training are uni students, um, yep. people that can't afford um, you know, 100 or $300 a week for yeah. a personal trainer, like generally can't afford it. Yep. Um, so yeah, those are the sort of clients we get online. Uh, yes, you know, some people charge 100 to $200 a week. And I know like um, Hattie Boyle, for example, who's a yeah. successful online. $250, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so, but you know, that's that's her whole business. Mm. Um, my main business is one-on-one. So again, it's just how you structure your business and what works for you. She probably puts more time into, um, I, believe, I actually believe she's got a, um, I'm not sure how many people, but she's got a sales team that yeah. handles all the sales and yeah. um, pretty much deals with most of the online business. She just feeds information through so yep. again that that's that costs money because you're paying you're paying someone away you, she, you know she's employing people yeah to do a job so she has, you know charges more and what she knows so that's uh again i don't pay anyone else to do my online thing so i do it myself and mm. it's quite easy okay yeah so um yeah right so that and you think it's something all pt should do today is have an online to back up their 100 percent because if like if you're so you let's say i don't know Let's say hypothetically some virus took over the world and it went into <laughs> lockdown. You'll be yep. working in the gym for the last yeah, ten yeah. years, and that you live in a nice apartment that doesn't have anywhere for any type of gym equipment, so you can't you can't do any sort of one on one. Yeah. Um. And you know most of your clients don't have gym equipment. I don't know. This may happen. <laughs> this did happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Having a good online structure will save your business in times like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing too, if you get sick. Mm. Like you get you get sick and you can't yeah. actually go into a gym. You can sit at your desk and still do sessions. Yeah, well, like, that, that, that's something um, no PT realizes is that um, you, when you're not uh, when you're on a holiday, you're not being paid. There's yeah. no holiday pay, so that exactly. is something when you're doing your um, planning how many sessions you need to get by and how many sessions you need to actually thrive and reach your financial goals. You're probably only going to be working um, forty eight weeks of the year. You know there'll be um, at least two weeks holiday you know unless you're um, absolutely nuts and you don't need holidays yeah yeah <laughs> most people require you know two weeks holiday for, for most people and then there'll be public holidays where you're not, not very busy there'll be times you're sick um, and just like stuff like Christmas and Easter when people aren't going to the gym and so you know you're only working about 48 weeks of the year so you need to factor in there's only there's one month where you essentially get no income and how you're going to get by and pay your bills during that month. You need these backup systems. The best way to hold to make sure that's taken care of is have a good accountant. Mm. Um, have someone who can like whether you set up a um, like always obviously always have a have your business account and have your personal account. Whether you set up uh, if you use Zero Maya Maya or whatever it's called um, to be able to pay yourself a wage mm. and pay yourself you know automatically pays your tax and super and put some away for. Um, uh, holiday pay as well so that, that's another way to do it uh, if you want to you know the same way you would do uh, if you're working a job and getting employed a wage like you'd you know as a full time or part time employee is you'd have um, you'd have holiday pay accumulated yeah absolutely alright now um, I want to go back to um, approaching people on the gym floor because yeah. I see um, yeah, it's, it's quite kind of shocking actually when I worked as a PT I can count the number of times on one hand where someone has actually approached someone out of the blue who they don't know yeah. and asked them to train with them. Um, how do, so, and a lot of trainers, they're actually, um, some of them are very outgoing, but a lot of them, even ones that are outgoing, they're not prepared to actually go to someone they don't know and ask them to pay them for training, essentially. Mm. How do people get over that fear 
and start doing that all the time. Rapport. Rapport, yeah. 100%. You've got to build rapport. So when I'm in the gym, from the first, from the moment I walk in, regardless of what time I walk in, I make it, I make it my business to get there 15, maybe 30 minutes early mm. and do a lap around the gym and yep. say hi to anyone that looks up or is, yeah. you know, who's not, you know, under a squat or under a yeah. bench press. So, <laughs> yeah. um, or, yeah. you know, halfway through a 1K fucking row or run. So, yeah, yeah. I make it my business, go around and walk and say hi to everyone. And if mm. I don't know their name, I'll learn their name. And I'll make yeah. sure I remember that. And I'll do that. Yeah. Every week. You know, every day, every week. Um, building that rapport. Then I'll yeah. go through. It might be the second time I see them. But, oh, what are you training today? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I see. You're doing that. Can I give you a tip on that exercise? Yeah. Cool. All right, great. How about we do a whole session on that? You know, I'll give you a, might be, um, might be, your sales pitch might be, I'll give you a discount session. Yeah. Um, half price. This is my normal rate. Mm. Um, would you like to do that? They're like, great. Grab your phone number. Book them in for their session. Make sure that time works. Off you go. Sign them up as a client. Yeah, like that's that's the best way to do it. Is you got you got to be able to let people trust you. If you're walking straight up to someone and go, "Hey, you should train with me, pay X amount," people are like fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like fuck off. Like I know what I'm doing. But if you're walking up and ask someone, and you're like, "Hey, ah, uh, your name's Gary, isn't it? Yeah, okay, Gary. Look, I see you're doing that um, lap pull down. You know, you know yourself yeah. like lap pull down. Um, is there a reason why you're doing it that way? Yeah, yeah, because it's um, you know, that's how I've always done. It. Oh, that's nothing wrong with that way, but. Do you think I could tweak this a little to see if you can get feel a bit more under there, which is your goal, right? He's like, yeah, great. Tweak it for him. Great. How about we do a whole session where I just go through and tweak little exercises? Let's do it. Yeah. So little things like that, just letting people trust you. Yeah. Um, but in order to have that trust, they again, when they, you need that knowledge of um, how what's to, right how and to what's coach wrong. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, yeah. going back to um, learning, you got to learn. And then um, a big one, um, especially uh, at a certain gym that we both used to work at, um, the big thing I got out of uh, working at that gym, probably the biggest lesson was actually how to coach people. Yes. Yeah. And how to actually, um, you know, something that never got touched on in um, the Cert 4 is where do you actually touch someone and move them around yep. so they feel an exercise. And, and this is something Max does really well. Like yep. you can probably do it better now by telling someone what to do than more mm. by touching them. Is that, is that right? Or do you find, I know you went through a phase where... You could probably explain to someone what to do without touching them. Yeah, well, actually, it's been interesting. As an online trainer, I've had to figure out ways to teach someone how to do an exercise with yep. them being on the other side of the world. And often it'll have to be like, um, I'll get them to do like a pause variation that'll force them yes, to do it correctly. Yes, of course, yeah. Because I'm not physically there. Or slow down tempo, I think, is a big one you use. Like yeah, slow down tempo, second yeah, 30 yep. seconds, one rep, let's go 30 seconds <laughs> on the way down. Gross. <laughs> Five up, five yeah. Just thirty second eccentric on a squat or deadlift. Like if you haven't done that with a sub maximal weight, so yeah. like above seventy five percent, do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah, you haven't lived till you've done it. So it's almost yeah. If you use pro, I have to use programming tools, so it's completely different. Where and sometimes it is a little bit frustrating because if someone's deadlift's not right, I could um, literally you know I've done it so many times I could um, see them and um, give them a few taps and they'd be in the perfect position. But yeah. sometimes it will take a little while when I'm not actually there. Um, but yeah, what about you? Are you using more tactile cues or, and how did you actually develop those over time? Yeah, so like a big thing for me is feeling a muscle contraction yeah. on the client. Mm. So let's say they're doing a, um, you know, like a um, leg extension. So making yeah. sure they're contracting that muscle. Like if they get in there and their knee's not locked out, their quad's probably still a bit soft. Yeah. Get them to fully lock it out, make sure they feel that contract. Like you can feel, you should be able to feel that contraction on your yeah. fingers. So more now, um, just from experience, you can look at someone's muscle and see where it's relaxed or contracted. 
Um, you know, if they're, if they're like, you know, 80% body fat, it's not real. But, um, you know, if they're, if they're stupidly <laughs> yeah. fat, you're not going to see something like that. But usually on your lean clients, you can see where a muscle is contracting. So yeah. being able to go, cool, can you feel that muscle contracting? And they're like, okay, yeah, I can. It's like, let's try to put a little bit more focus on it um, and things like that. So Yeah, and then a big one I see, a lot of client uh, UPDs, they, they don't know how to, for example, even teach someone how to squat or deadlift without hurting themselves. Yeah. You know, you see some atrocious form. Um, yeah, and uh, I think, like, how can they practice that before they even get their first session? Train, just like train, yeah, train, like learn, mm. learn. Like I think you'd probably agree yeah. on this. Is the most knowledge you've got is one from training yourself, but two also training with good, co- like yes. not good but great coaches. Yeah, like training Absolutely. with get yourself someone who knows their fucking shit and soak up all their knowledge. Like yeah. soak it up. Yeah. Ask if you if you're with someone if you're paying, uh, like Max and myself, right? Yeah. If, if you booked it, you're a new BT. I'd recommend you book in a session with one of us or a coach like us. And just fucking bombard us with questions yeah, yeah, yeah. because we love telling, we yeah. love teaching people. Yeah, like we we're so passionate about what we do. Is you could you could ask me a hundred questions in a session, I'd give you all the answers and help you any way I could because at the end of the day you're a customer and um, I'm gonna treat you like yeah. fucking. That's it. Now, um, interesting to hear your thoughts on this. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, let's talk about periodization just briefly. Yes, of course, yeah. So. I find um, a lot of beginning PTs they'll over periodize to a certain extent. Um, you know, they're obsessed with all these periodization models, but then their client gets sick, doesn't turn up for a week, you know, or the things like that, and you can't actually stick this model. So I think it's more important that you uh, favor um, exercise execution and consistency rather than actually trying to do these periodization models. That I, I think that depends on clients. Yeah, like, okay. um, yeah. let's say. I think the only time, like this is this is more personally yeah. for me and my clients, um, like as a coaching as a coach, yeah. Periodization for me only works if the client is competing, yes. In uh, yep. bodybuilding, strongman, yep. uh, you know, like uh, marathon, yep. or it could be um, powerlifting, yep. or it could be you know a cyclist race mm. or a, a game of soccer or like whatever it is, they need to peak for something at a date. Yeah, you need to make sure they peak right. That's where periodization comes into it. For anyone else, you can. Just make little tweaks here and here on programs, you know, try out different methods, but making sure, ex- like you said, exercise execution and consistency is key. Yeah, so I think, I think that's an awesome one, is don't um, uh, overdo it and do these complex plans that aren't going to be followed. Maybe for 99% of clients, you just need to do a quality program that isn't going to injure them and it's going to get them the result, the training that they want, and you do that for a month, and after a month, you reassess and write a new one. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Like, um, most of your clients, like, especially as a new PT, is, uh, dep- again, depends until you find your niche. A lot of people get out and they don't know what their niche is. Um, but most of your clients want to lose fat. They want to lose body weight or fat. Um, yeah. So in order to do that, they have to sweat. If they're, not sw- if they're not breaking a sweat in a session, they probably haven't worked enough to be able to burn off the amount of food they're eating. Like they're, yeah. So that could be you know that could be intensity from again intensity but that could be from putting them under a 30 second eccentric squat yeah. or like you know doing fucking walking lunges with weights or it could be you know on the rower or airdyne or something yeah. like just get them get their heart rate above a point where they're actually perspirating yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. alright so yeah we've covered a lot here so I mean start with the reality check yep. which I think a lot of people needed to hear um, you know building that rapport and then, um, you know, how, how you can actually upskill to be able to charge 
those big numbers and, and all the time you're going to streamline, streamline, streamline. 100%, yeah. You get those payment systems in order um, and then, you know, the adaptability. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't, be a, don't be a dick to other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially in the industry. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of dicks. A lot of people yeah. that are just so ego-driven. Um, I used to be one. That's yeah. why I can say it. Like, yeah, I used to, I used yeah. to be a big dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so don't be a dick. Be nice to people. Be nice mm. to other people. And um, treat people well. Because there's nothing worse if... Let's say you walk in... Okay. Let's say you get a personal trainer. Um, you're so fucking excited, but you're really nervous about going up and speaking to them. Yeah. starting your first session. You're so excited. You send them a question about your program. Like, oh, I have to answer your question. Imagine being that client, how, how fucking shit you'd feel yeah. that you're so excited to train someone and they just like brush you off because they don't want to talk to you or they're busy. Yeah, it's yeah. like, make your clients your life and like, and yeah, just don't, don't be addicted to people. Yeah. yeah. Great. Um, and then finally, um, finishing off, where do you think the uh, personal training industry is headed in the next few years and where's your business headed? Um, like honestly, it's probably going online. Again, just, just the I'm, industry in general. In the industry, yeah, yeah. And yep. your so business. My business will be going into um, a hard uh, brick and water yeah. um, facility. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's that's always been my goal. I don't think I'll ever stray away from that. But um, yeah, like I think the industry as a whole would be um, a lot more online mm. um, in the next. Uh, you say five, ten years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love like I love my one on one. I don't yeah, think yeah. I'll ever move away from that. Yeah. <laughs> because I love human interaction. Like yeah, I love. That's yeah. probably what I love about personal training. Most is the human interaction. Um, yeah. Being able to help someone physically, being there, um, seeing them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's because yeah, you're talking about human. I mean, at the same time, as much as you love it, you're so selective about the people that you allow into your circle. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like as in ways of um, yeah, clientele. That's yeah. Uh, that that interaction. Like that. Say let's say you got fifty clients. Mm. Um, that you see weekly. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's, you gotta remember who their wife is, what their kids are, yeah. what their well, job well, is. I mean, a big part of your social life is actually your clients. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. So and, that, and it needs to be if, if you're a trainer. Cause if that, you're a good trainer, you gotta remember shit about, you, you gotta remember the real finer details mm. about someone's life. Yeah. Because they spend 45 minutes or an hour with you. Um, if you're, if you're not, you know, you can talk about just exercise the whole time, but yeah. there's times when you need to know about what's going on in their life because that, that calculates their stress and that affects their results. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I think if some people, um, even if you haven't got a good memory for that, make a note on your phone about each person. Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to know, <laughs> yeah. but it will massively increase your uh, ability to recall that information. Even, um, you know, some people think this goes going too far. I, I think it's um, a great idea is... Um, if you struggle with remembering people's names in the gym, write them down on the phone and write a few sentences about them. Yep. yep. So you remember it. And yep. you know what? Um, they're not going to go and know you're doing that, but they're actually going to appreciate that extra effort you're putting in to remember 100%. who they are. Yep. And um, I think you just need to be able to take the next level. All right. And then um, just to finish off, do you think the standards of personal training will increase? Because it seems like the last few years especially, you know, the time I've been in the industry, people more and more want actual results. Do you think the standards um, need to increase to be able to stay relevant? And what do people need to do to remain relevant in the As industry? As in uh, standards of personal trainers? Yes. I think they, they, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. So just keep trying to be better at something. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's a great motto. Always, always striving for improvement, and I think that's been a, a big theme of this little chat. So, mate, thanks thank a lot, you. Cash. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers, mate.
was good. Good, man. Uh,